is to hear the truth. They want to hear Torah. They want the light of Hashem to shine upon them. Their great will, their desire for goodness is already opening the gates for wisdom to come down from above and to purify the world. Like we learned many times, and we should remember that carefully, like that physically, we are attached and connected to other people. We have similar hobbies to some people, and we meet them at the gym, at the shul, at the supermarket, at the grocery store, on the highways, driving in the same times. Like that with certain people, you have certain connections, similarity. Also spiritually, you have spiritual attachments from within. Rabbi Nachman of Westlev um, commented on that as a joke, and he said, if you would open the person, you would see how wired he is from within. Like, we are so wired from within with such spiritual links and cables to, to the whole world. Like, if you like apples, for an example, so there are billions of people who, who will eat apples. Like everyone likes an apple. So if you say a bracha, a blessing on an apple, for an example, the positive energy that you just made is automatically being channeled to all those people who had something to do with apples. And they shall be blessed in this way or another. It depends on your connection to them, how strong it is with them but in general something definitely will touch them some of the blessing that connects through apples will reach them and touch their lives and that's how it is in spirituality in so many ways and we must realize that when we are learning torah and when we are coming together and we're bringing ourselves into the learning with right intention dedicated to the truth and our willingness is is the great vessel to bring down the bounty all the people who has any kind of connection to truth to torah to wisdom to learning to something that is developing in our process of learning torah they all shall be blessed with our learning so therefore more than the cow she wants to feed her calf, the calf itself, he wants to nurse, he wants to be fed. And the children of Israel are so thirsty. All the souls who are receiving their light from the Torah, they don't even know, like that lost calf that he's so hungry and he, he, he will try to find like food and he doesn't know where to search, but he's so hungry. The children of Israel, they don't know even where to search. And the Torah is telling us, definitely, anyone who is thirsty should go for, to the water. And there's no other water but Torah. We're not talking about drinking water from the faucet and buying water in bottles. We're talking about the spiritual thirst that physical water can never satisfy and ease. We're talking about learning Torah from the source, learning Torah that comes out from Yerushalayim, Kimitziyon, Tetzet Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, wisdom that comes out from the Holy Land of Israel, that is being spread out to the world with that intention that people will find themselves and find their inner spring 
of wisdom of Torah. And when we are taking those steps towards Torah and learning Torah and increasing the level of Torah in the world, we should know that we are causing the world to become a better place. And when you are allowing yourself to expose the truth and to admit the truth and you stand shames and insultings and rebukes and 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 admit your mistakes and your faults and and downs when you do so you give strength and power for all kinds of lie to be revealed and for all kinds of beautiful truth to be seen out to the world and by that the beautiful colors of every individual will shine the qualities that are treasured within us you can never know how beautiful a person is till you give him a chance, till you let him speak, you allow him to express himself. People who grew up in a very um, demanding environment, um, all the time being judged and criticized for their actions, they grew up with walls that that definitely were useful to defend them, to protect them, meant to protect them in early ages when they were soft and, and vulnerable and, and easy to be hurt. But after a while, a person should overcome his fears and to dare to step out of those walls and to present himself to the world. And when we are allowing someone else or allowing ourselves to express our honest thoughts, our simple thoughts. How many times it happened to me that I heard words of Torah from students of mine, from people who are not like so learned and, and educated in Torah learning and, and, and not like great scholars. And I learned amazing, amazing Torah from them, pearls of wisdom, diamonds of, of wisdom knowledge that I, I will never forget and I will carry for the rest of my life. Like the Demishna is saying, I learned from my rabbis, but for my students, I learned the most. Most of the wisdom of a person, he's learning from his students. Why? Because the students, when they're honest, when they're truthful, they will ask you the hardest questions. They will come from, from their darkness, from their wilderness, from their emptiness, and they will start like questioning your theories. And you're coming with your assumptions, with your understanding, opening a book and reading and quoting sources and everything is so clear to you as if it is so clear to you. And then coming that guy and start like poking you, starting like questioning you, making you face your own fears, you start questioning yourself and checking yourself as a result of, of his questions. Now, that can happen only to the ones who will give a chance to someone else to question and to doubt their assumptions and to argue with them and to ask them questions. When you are so um, confident in yourself and, and like super stable with your understandings and you're not available to hear no one else with his methods, with his ways in life, you will never going to learn what he can offer you. My son came to me um, in the end of last week and told me I, I, I've been in a class and I, and I heard that every Israeli person is a letter of the Torah, like that there are 600,000 letters in the Torah, there are 600,000 souls, general main souls of, of the people of Israel. 
and each of them is equal to one letter of the Torah. So any person, any Jew has a portion, part of the Torah, that if, and that's what my son said, he heard in that class, that if he will not teach his understandings about that letter, that letter will stay hidden and will never shine. You have understandings on the part of that letter that belongs to you, because it's close to you, you can see it in the deepest way more than anyone else. Even if there are people who can know things about you, that they that you opened yourself to them and you shared with them, they're going to be righteous people that will have access to certain layers of your wisdom as well. You relate to their wisdom and they relate to yours. They might be even a root of your soul, but there are certain aspects that belongs to you and to you alone and no one else but you. And those portions, if you will deny them, if you will not embrace them, if you will not share them, if you will not dare to speak about them, and all the time you're going to say to yourself, oh, no, that's for sure such a stupid question. I have such stupid questions all the time. You're going to deny that question, and by that, you will deny its answer. Sometimes by asking that simple question, you can open the eyes of your teacher, of your rabbi, for him to bring such wisdom. When the children of Israel that were not um, pure in the time of Passover, of Pesach, the first Pesach, they were not able to sacrifice the sacrifice of Pesach. And they came to Moshe and they asked him, Lama nigara? Why can't we also participate in the holiday? Why can't we also sacrifice the sacrifice of Pesach? And there was a clear answer, because you're Tameh, because you have been contaminated, because you're impure. What do you want? Go home. No. Moshe did not answer that. Yeah, there is halakha. The halakha is saying that you cannot sacrifice. That's it. Go home. No, no, that was not the way of Moshe. Moshe told him, wait for me. I'm going to ask Hashem. Moshe was not sure of himself. Oh, I know the halacha. If you are impure, so you cannot sacrifice the sacrifice of Pesach, go home. No, no, no. Moshe wanted to find a solution for them because Moshe saw their sincerity. He saw their honesty. He saw their goodwill, that they wanted to participate, that they did not want to lose their connection to Judaism. They also wanted to celebrate the amazing holidays of Passover. They wanted to sacrifice. And he went to Oil Moed, to the tent of Hashem, and he came to Hashem and asked him, and Hashem answered him, we're going to set a special day for them. And that day became 14 of Iyar, the month after Nisan, and that became Pesach Sheni. A whole new holiday came down to the world for those people. Now you have a second chance in the world for people who were impure in Passover only because that they dared to ask, but what about us? And Moshe did not reject them. Like I heard about, like, Hashem will forgive me. And stupid rabbi like that I never heard in my life. I think he needs to be, like, taken in chains and to go to prison. And that evil entity that is being called rabbi said, if some person that is violating Shabbat will come to my synagogue, I will kick him out. I will send him out. I will not let him in. What are you talking about? There is a person who is not keeping Shabbat, and now he came to your synagogue. 
You're kicking him out of the synagogue because of that? Now it's the opportunity to save his life. Now is the opportunity to hug him, to kiss him, to embrace him, to let him into your shul, into your synagogue, to allow him to enjoy the environment of the holiday, invite him for Shabbat, invite him to your table, invite him to your house, let someone else invite him. Like, how can you reject a soul that just came because he's not keeping Shabbat? Like, how can a person be so cruel? How can a person be so, so like, with no heart that he's able to reject a, a Jewish person, that he's able to reject someone? Do you know who is that person that is coming to you? That was the difference between Hillel and Shammai. And that's why the halakha was set based on Hillel's method by the method of Hillel, because Hillel was able to embrace, to accept, to hug, to, 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 to convert people. People came to him and asked, I want to convert, but I, I don't have time for that. Like they, That's how they came. I want to convert, but I don't have time to learn. Like What, what should I do? Hillel found an answer for them. Hillel helped them. He found a way. Today, people are coming to convert. Oh, no, you cannot. Oh, you cannot. Oh, you cannot. Oh, you cannot. Why not? Even the halakha is giving so many options, so many ways for conversion. There are so many great, amazing ways for people to convert. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. Why? Because people are, they rather to stay in their own fear, suffer from their own pain, not opening their eyes and doors for redemption that is coming. Millions of souls are waking up. Millions of souls are waking up. On videos of mine that I recorded, that we make short clips from those wonderful videos and sending them on TikTok, on, on, on all kinds of, of, of channels of social media, people from around the world are commenting on those videos and responding to those videos and recording their own comments on those videos and those videos are getting viral on other people's channels and those people are talking about it and discussing and Ravdor said this and Ravdor said that and here and this and that and like those are discussions that are being opened and it's spreading around like fire in, in, in Thorne's field. It's amazing. It's the most beautiful thing that can take place in the world when you see that the, when is the name of Hashem became greatest that is something that is written in the Bible there is a parasha that is called parasha titro Jethro's parasha a whole portion that was written and named after after a person that was worshiping all kinds of idols all his life he was a master of idols worshiping. That's what he was doing. He was a servant of idols all his life. He sacrificed it. I don't know what, to whom, and why, and how. He did all the most horrible things in the world. But when he converted, and when he joined the public of Israel, then the Zohar Kadosh is saying, then it yaker shema dekud shabarichu le'ela le'ela. Then the name of Hashem became precious and known and famous to all. Great. Then, only then, when Jethro joined, only then, the name of Hashem is being complete when all the ones who are the furthest, the ones that are in the edges, the ones that in, are in the outskirts, when they are joining, then the name of Hashem is great. If you have someone that grew up in a Hasidic community, everything was so superb and clean and fancy and beautiful, 
is it a big deal that he will keep Shabbat as if he has another option? It's like you need a miracle to happen for him to, to, to doubt his, his, like a person needs to go th through such trauma that he will not keep Shabbat after growing in such a beautiful Jewish environment. If tradition is filling the table and the house full of singing and like, why that a person will live uh, such a beautiful thing in, except for if he was abused or hurt or molested or or rebuked with no end that he was not able to to breathe anymore so he had to to run away god forbid unfortunately so in a situation like that if a person is staying inside religion and keep on being observant you wouldn't consider that as a big thing oh man yeah look at him he's keeping shabbat of course he's keeping Shabbat, or else what he what are you gonna do? Like what you what do you want him to do? Like do you have, like is there a better option? Of course everyone are keeping Shabbat, all his family, all his friends, the community, of course. But when someone that half of his life he spent on the beach, that he was smoking weed and he was snoring cocaine in Vegas that he forgot the name of his uh, of his siblings already and he doesn't know where he lives and that person is like searching his way up the hill uh, up the river somehow to find some connection and yeah he is violating Shabbat and he drove with his Chevy to 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 your shul Oh no, now you're going to reject him. Oh, Prince of Darkness, such a genius. Join the Emperor and, uh, and Darth Vader and, and go, de go, go destroy the world and go destroy the world. Like, what's going on? Idiots with no brain, with no heart. It's a war outside. There are forces of darkness and forces of light and forces of darkness pretending to be forces of light and forces of light are going down to the depths of darkness and rescuing and saving souls. And that's our mission. So for that, you need to join the special forces. Welcome to the Muna Circle Special Forces. We're the team. We're spreading out the word for people to believe in themselves, for people to come back to life, for people to go back, go back to reality. You have an inner connection to the maker. You don't need a shul to connect to the maker. If there is a shul, amazing, wonderful, tremendous, beautiful, great, super inspiring, hip, hip, hooray. If there is no shul and you need to pray alone, pray alone. Today I had a phone conversation with a friend of mine, a person who lives in Georgia, that guy is like so isolated from Judaism. He doesn't know what to do. Every second sentence I spoke with him, the guy is crying. The guy is crying. And I, have, like, I haven't said much. To How much can you say in one phone conversation? And the guy is crying. And Why is he crying so badly? Why? For what? No trauma, no pain. No, 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 for what he's crying. He misses Hashem. He wants to connect to Hashem. And I'm reminding him of Hashem. I'm talking to him about Hashem. That, that's the only thing that he needed. That's the only thing that he missed in life. 
He has money. He has houses. He has family. Everything he needs, he has. Like he doesn't lack of anything except for connection. And he could not believe that he can find his own connection, that he can also make a connection. Because people are telling him, you need to do this for connection, you need to do that for connection, you have to do this for connection, and if you don't put filin, so you don't have a share in the world to come, and if you don't keep Shabbat, so those people who are not keeping Shabbat, they don't have a share in the world to come, and if you're not eating kosher, you do this and this and that, and punishments, and judgments, and decrees, and darkness all around, the person is saying, look, if that's the religion of my ancestors, I rather skiing, like I rather uh, skateboarding, I rather go climb the Everest. Like, well, am I supposed to go into that place that there is no way that I'm going to be spared and that I'm going to come out clean? Should I go to a place that I will be found guilty for the rest of my life? Like, why should I do that for myself? Like, I rather go hiking rather go smoking, rather go sports, go like I'm going to have like n- nice, nice hobbies. I, I don't know. I'm going to find myself somewhere. I'm going to play guitar. going to go to some, some uh, bonfires, events, like spiritual new age. Mo- like I'm going to find myself somewhere. But if you're going to open the doors of Judaism to any person who is asking for Judaism, and realize that Judaism does not belong to you because someone calls you Harav, 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 Harav. Just realize that Judaism is the soul of the Jewish people and that the connection to Judaism is inner. And if you have not found your own connection to Judaism, it doesn't mean that other people are also blocked and dumb like you. It might be that you don't know how to connect yourself. Maybe you should also come to Avdrol's classes once in a while. We're going to put you in the front row. We're going to let you sit in the honorable place for rabbis with a small kippah on the side of the head. We're going to let you sit over there. You're going to listen. Once there was a, a rabbi that was going and talking nonsense and trying to prevent me from giving classes in New York. And he called, like, and there was an event that I was invited to. And while I was on my way, that rabbi realized, oh, Rav Dror is on his way to that shul. He saw a flyer or something, like he heard about it. And immediately he called the rabbi. And he told him, you cannot let Rav Dror speak. You cannot let him into your shul. If you're going to let him into your shul, I will not come. I will not come to that shul. A whole scene, that rabbi, an honest person, a humble person said, I I cannot. I invited him. He's on his way. I don't have time to tell him not to come. I will not call him again, but I will not tell him not to come today. That was his way. That's like he was, when I came, he told me, listen, there's an issue. I don't know what to say. I, I, but I agree that rabbi is an important rabbi. I agree, but I told him I I cannot let you, I will not reject you. So please, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. You're more than welcome. Give your speech and I hope everything will be okay. And on, we're going to solve that thing. Told him, okay, wonderful. Thank you. Came into the shul, gave a wonderful class, one hour and 10 minutes class or so. 
beautiful class. In the end of the class, I looked at him and I told him, have you heard one thing against Hashem? Have you heard me saying one thing against Torah Moshe? Did I say some one thing that was wrong, that was against the Torah? He said, no, I haven't heard a thing. Of course, I never heard from him again. But still, he admitted, why that the person that is always seeking for Hashem will talk things against Hashem? People who does not want to hear me or us are people who are afraid to confront their own fears. They're afraid to confront their own demons. That's why it's so hard for them. They build for themselves a certain like a, a world of illusion. They built a wall around themselves and they're inside over there and hiding and not meeting the world and not finding and not realizing what's going on in the world. The world is thirsty. There are millions of our siblings, lost tribes of Israel, souls that are searching the truth with all their might. They desire the truth. They're calling us. They're sending emails in hundreds and in thousands. And they're asking, when Ravdol can come here? When Ravdol can come there? When are you going to translate the classes to this language? When are you going to translate to that language? When this is going to happen? When, where can I convert? Can I convert? Can I come to Eretz Israel? If I'm going to come here, can they accept me? If I'm going to go there, will they accept me? Questions and questions and, and answers you can barely find. It's not a job for one person to bring the whole world to do tshuva, to come back to Hashem. It's a great operation. And everyone are welcome to take their role and to take their lead and to inspire people in your circles and to count on yourself and to give classes. Also, this Rav Dror started with a small channel on YouTube when he didn't know what YouTube was all about, a student of mine set a camera, brought a tripod. I didn't know about those things. I was too too firm to know. I didn't know anything about those things. He brought a camera and he brought a tripod and he started videoing and uploading the classes to YouTube. We had 17 views, 14 views, 21 views, 27 views, 40 views. It was a party. And that party is just keep on growing and growing. We have videos with over 3 million views. We have videos with over 3 million views. It's amazing. And it's still tiny. We still need your help. We still need you to push the wagon up the hill and then to protect it, not to crash down the hill and to keep on running on our sides. And we're going to protect you from your fallings and going to push you for your ups and your success. And together we're going to win. Together we're going to do big things together. Together Hashem going to open the gates of tshuva for everyone to have the equal opportunity to find the inner truth that is treasured within them. And the ones who will choose to back off and to walk away, we're not going to stop them. Thank you so much. And may Hashem bless us all together as one. Amen. So tonight, this is a questions and answer evening to our Amuna circle who prepared some interesting questions for tonight. Yes. First one.
if the Amuna circle is not functioning, I'm going to start pulling out questions from YouTube, from TikTok here. You don't know what's going on. TikTok is viral. Come on, Amuna circle. Do you have some questions? I have a question. Please ask. So it's very inspiring the way that you are encouraging us to reach out in any way that we can, um, you know, based off of how Hashem has uh, like fashioned us in our lives and with our experiences. This has been something I've struggled with like for a while of like just how to start because I guess it's like a, uh, I don't know if it's like a getting a clarity, like, cause you're saying, okay, so you do a YouTube channel and um, like, I just don't even really know where to begin. And I'm, it's weird because it, I can be almost over creative. So I'm like so creative and I would have so many different things, but then like, I can't even start. So uh, I don't know like what your best First of all, I'm going to tell you that a person can make mistakes. I went in many directions. I myself personally went in many directions. I illustrated children books. I wrote children books. I helped writing adult books. I was editing videos. I was recording CDs for children. I was recording music in Hebrew and in English. I recorded classes in Hebrew. I was going to teach classes in Israel. I went to the U.S., started to record videos. I was recording home. I was recording out live events. I started live on Facebook and then live on YouTube. I went all directions. And then short clips started, starting to cut the long classes to short clips and TikTok and all the Instagram and on. Like it's First of all, it's changing. And second, you need to shoot to all directions. When hunters are shooting and ducks, their guns are shooting in a spread way, all directions. You cannot aim to the right one, but where should you start? You don't go start like handing flyers. I don't know what to do. like, okay, but where should I begin? In the things that you relate to things that will inspire you, go and inspire others. If you can do it through cooking, because that's your specialty, go through cooking. If you can sing, sing. If you wanna create notebooks for other people to write down their memories as you are, do that. If you have a connection to communicate with people, when you take your children to the kindergarten, to the park, over there to sit on the bench and to speak with one mother, with another person. Over there, you can relate to people. That's where you feel comfortable. That's your comfortable zone. So that's your area. That's what you need to do. There is no, like there are 8 billion people and more in the world and they all need knowledge. They all need to be accepted. They all need to be allowed to have an opportunity for life. So... <laughs> In the places that there are people, that's where you need to start. People that you run into in your life. Now you're going to come to Eretz Israel, learn Hebrew, go to a Hasidish community in Beit Israel, and over there, going to speak to their rabbi. Crazy. Like, no, that's not your mission. That's not your goal. That's not your purpose. That's not why Hashem made you. Like, Hashem put 
all his energy to create you in your form, with your history, with your surroundings, for you now to have to change for the purpose of your true being? No. Hashem made you perfect for your role. Just recognize it. Just realize it. People saved lives by having the knowledge of how to shoot hoops, playing basketballs. People were bartenders in clubs, in bars, and that's how they saved lives of other people because they were counting on themselves and they knew that's part of my life. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep on doing it. Like, I'm, I'm a bartender. You have people that they meant to be bartenders. You can talk, you can say, you can preach, you can teach, you can think that you know better. In reality, there are people that meant to be bartenders. There are. There are fishermen. Like you cannot take them off the port. They, they are fishermen. They are here to fish. You have divers, a diver now. He doesn't have a purpose in life. He cannot. No. When you will want to go scuba diving, you're going to meet that diver. He's going to be your teacher. He's going to be your guide. And he's going to put some words that are going to inspire you forever and ever and, and, and on. And so he did his job. And he's taking care of the ocean and he makes the sea and the beach a better place. And he's nice and he's humble to his clients, to his friends, to his colleagues. And, and he is a beam of light. He's the torch of light. He is the center of light to his surroundings. And, and he's a blessing to the world. And he's a diver and he's a swimmer and he's a smoker. And he is violating Shabbat. So what? So he's violating Shabbat. So you want to teach him, you want to inspire him. Go inspire him for him to understand. Like he never tasted the sweetness of Shabbat that you're so full of it and talking about it as if you ever did. Invite him to your table. If you think that you're such a, such a bargain, invite him. Invite people to your table. If you think that your Shabbat is so special, open your doors, you Cursed person. Shem Yoshia. It feels to me like I'm on my way back to the US. I feel the elbows. Yes. What's going on? Oh, here I see him. Anna Shem Yoshiana. Kim Savran. You know Savran was the biggest cholek, one who fought with Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. He was Rabbi Nachman's Worst enemy, the Admor from Savaran. Your name after him, and you're lifting your hands in the air. Where is he, Kim Savran? I want to see your face. <laughs> are you are you related to him? Are you really? He was your great grandpa. Are you correcting him? What's going on? Yeah. Do you have a question? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. That there will be no one left behind. That's the speech of the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah is saying that there will be no one left behind. One not going to be left behind. And come to United States. You want me to come? I want you to come to Allah. I'll send money. I'll send money. How much? How much are you going to send? Oh, man. Here, we're making money. Guys, everyone, send money. 
I'll send a hundred dollars on the first. I'll send. I'll send a thousand dollars on oh. the first of January. Oh man, guys, we're going. That's it. We have one hundred. We have one thousand and one hundred for our U.S. next two coming up too. Okay, great. Look, that's a big start. Keep Sabrin. Made it. You opened the gates. That's it. It's happening, guys. the The roll is is the ball is rolling. And the wagon is up the hill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Someone else wants to ask a question? Okay. Thank you so much, sisters and brothers. So, so happy to have the married, to spend time with you. Best part of 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 my day so thankful for this merit for this privilege from above that they are allowing us to access into that place of torah of fear from heaven of emunashlema to be united to love each other to care for each other to support each other that's the most beautiful thing that is happening in the world that souls are gathering and joining and adding up to become one unit of 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 light of 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 shine of greatness blooming and growing together thank you so much for joining us on our questions and answer evening um answers evening on sunday you're more than welcome to join us on monday on tuesday on wednesday we're going to have live events as well live events as well Check our content and our schedule on our website, emuna.com, and on all our social media outlets. Search for Rav Dror for Emuna Project, and you shall find it. It won't be so hard. Guys, I'm recommending you to see the, the like on TikTok, people sending hearts, people sending kisses, People sending hats, people sending smiley. Oh, another one, galaxies. People sending galaxies. What's going on? This is like, it's so interesting. Like, what's going on? Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your um, brotherhood, for all the amazing things that are attaching us um, to be one. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Amuna Circle, precious to my heart. Thank you so much, Hilary, for hosting the wonderful event of tonight. May Hashem send his light to everyone to warm us, to protect us, to care for us, to reveal our strength and our true potential to overpower all forces of stupidity and darkness. Amen. Can Amen. I... Thank you. And also thank you for, uh, thank you, Doris for joining us tonight. Mm.